Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast with myself, Stu Whiffin, and my colleagues in opposite me, Chris Glasson. Chris Glasson. Chris Glasson. Chris Glasson. Um, today's podcast... Uh, it's fucking amazing! Enthusiasm there, I like that. Uh, I, I was so excited um, about this one. If you've seen the top five and you're a listener to this show regularly, you know that I was going to geek out over yeah, this. It was another one of them ones where I told you what um, Rowena's top five was going to be. You've done one of them things where you shut your eyes and you, you pump both fists in the air. Yep, it was a double you, fist you, pump. You, you get all uh, pleased with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and rightly so, because... Um, Rowena was such a brilliant guest. Like yes. a real good laugh. Um a few weeks prior to Rowena, we had Rowena's husband, Billy, yep. um, yep. from the Subways in as well. So um it was nice to kind of um keep it in the family. It was um, like a, another power couple. Because mm. we've had Jimmy Habergon and Rebecca Crow. Absolutely. So we're seeming to like alternate on the couple front, yep. and that's quite fun. And and Rowena's topic was absolutely brilliant. Her herself Obviously, another amazing radio host that mm-hmm. we've had on, and it's great when, like, like I've said before, when when we have radio DJs on, you can relax a little bit because it's what they do for a living. Consummate so, professionals, exactly that, exactly. They that. come prepared and they are witty and articulate, and the only problem is it just makes us look like the scrubs we are. We've set the bar very low, so we don't need to worry. I don't think any of our listeners expect anything other than substandard from us, um, and they expect all the good stuff from the guests, which they get in abundance from Rowena. This is very true. I probably should give a message to our lovely sponsors. Yes. Um, yes, Love Beer and Bang Boom Creative. Word Thanks, uh, guys, for supporting us. Thank you very much. Um, if you want extra podcasts, we have Patreon. Um so go over to Patreon forward slash hardcore listing and have a little look at that. There's a video on there which will show you um, a bit more about what we do for the you Patreons. Uh, Pip's in it, Gal Porter's in it, and it's me and you in a hot tub. Yeah, um, it's all sorts of weirdness and wrongness. From, uh, uh, our camera guy Brad flipping out. Yes, and uh, 76 weeping. Absolutely. So there's there's more another four podcasts a month over there and another such goodies. So go and have a little look over there. And what I will say if you like us chatting to radio DJs, have a little look for our back catalogue because I think most of these will be out by now. If not, they're coming soon. So we've had, obviously, Huey's, Morgan's. John Kennedy. They're all out Colin there. Colin Murray, you might not have had yet. Actually, you won't have had. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, God, my mind's gone blank now. Yeah, we've had so many. Eddie Temple Morris. Eddie Temple Morris. Yeah, we've said, I've said John Kennedy, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Scroobius Pippikins. Oh, of course, yeah, he did uh, radio. He had yeah. a radio uh, show, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And obviously, like anything, he'd only won a freaking award for it. Mm -hmm. um, he's, a, just... he's a prefect, isn't he, though? And yeah. No, no one likes those knobby pricks. No, nah, no one likes a smart ass. So, look, let's get on with the show. Um, enjoy this uh, wonderful episode with Rowena Alice. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Ta-da! We're Are recording. You in the fact you took your headphones off? And press, me and press play. Oh, it's the little things, fancy, isn't fancy. it? Fancy, fancy. I find it really hard when Chris wears headphones when we do these podcasts because it feels like... He's not really here. <laughs> he's in his own zone. Yeah, but it's not like he's got headphones on so I can be mean about him and him not hear it. Yeah. Obviously, it's magnified, the meanness. But yeah, I don't like it. It feels like you're not involved. You get confused. But then when we have professional um, radio presenters with us, they're like, we'd, today. we'd do it, wear them all the time. So, jokes on you, pal. Was it John Kennedy that put yeah. his headphones? I just thought, oh, yeah, John, John no, was it John? Yeah, he said, well, do you mind if I wear them? No, it was, but wasn't it Matt Stocks as well who said that? Yeah. He's like, can I wear him? He said, I was like, go for it, you mate. You do get quite used to hearing your own voice speaking through, and I think it just blocks out any other distractions. So when it's your job... We wanted you to hear that to. air conditioning. Yeah, I know. If we've it's got to suffer it. Adding the vibe to it, and hopefully it will just drain out any rattle that I've got in my chest still. So it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> we've, uh, we've warned um, our guest today that um, if she keeps banging on about her cold or starts coughing or anything like that, we'll be... Yeah, I'd be really more rude about her in the, the uh, intro. So uh, well, by now you would have found out if we would have been slagging off our guest. Uh, <laughs> would you? Would yeah, because we'd have already done yeah. it. Would you like to introduce our guest today? Yes, um, it's um, it's lovely Rowena Alice. You alright? I'm good. How are you? We're alright. Don't know what to expect here, Rowena. Your um, wonderful Billy had done an amazing episode with us the yeah. other day. See, so. I'm not quite as mental as him, so <laughs> hopefully it'll be a little bit more reined in. I was just saying off air that mm. off air. <laughs> off the podcast um, that Billy hasn't been playing for quite a while now and so I think he just suddenly saw the limelight again and was just must show off <laughs> it's good though get it out of his system so he doesn't do it when he's back home with me yeah. it's all good or in front of friends or something like that he's like oh he's yeah. showing off again it was one of the craziest one we've done wasn't it it was, it was yeah, so it was much fun it mm. was I mean I don't even know if it would have been out by the time it would have been out by the time this one comes out, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, people would have heard it. And if you haven't, go back and listen to um, Billy Lunn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my husband. I married that man. <laughs> Two top five scenes from Life of Brian. I'm amazed he didn't actually get us to do that at our wedding. Just be like, okay. <laughs> so act out scenes. Act out. See, I don't know it as well as he does. Yeah. So I was going to try and do a quote. And I think the only one I know is that he's a very naughty boy. Yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. So, yeah, I'm going in a bit of a different direction with mine. You're going in a slightly freaking, freaking awesome direction. Because I think my reaction, which obviously listeners... You like stood there. up out there and <laughs> put both your arms in the air. So much so that I see your belly button. Yes. I'm feel a bit queasy. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got all excited. I was well happy. Well, look, before, yeah. before you announce what it's going to be, yeah. like, what other ones did you toy with, like top fives, before you settled on that, if any? Uh, I was considering general on-screen deaths, mm. which I thought would be a good it's one. It's a very good one. 
But then I was like, no, I'm going to narrow this down. And there's another reason why I chose Final Destination films. And it's because my mum, who's very steady Eddie, she's a secondary school teacher. Yep. She loves these films. She's not a film fan, but for some reason, she finds it very cathartic to watch these. And I yep. think it's because of all the little turds she's taught over the years. <laughs> and because they're mostly kids that get killed in it, she's yeah. like... Mm, yeah, I'm imagining that's what happens to this person who did this when my lesson that once. Um, so I actually went through all the films with her again and I asked her to rate all the deaths out of 10. So I've actually brought a mum rating for Fantastic. my top five. Mum rating? Mum rating. That's a first. That is a first so, one, yeah. To clarify, what is your five, Rowena? My top five is Terry Chaney being hit by the bus. Oh, no, 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 oh, don't, don't announce them all. <laughs> oh. What is the, the actual subject? The actual You've sort subject. of said it, but yeah. I was about to yeah. say, like, I'll go through them all. Yeah, I yeah. No, to no. Them. Oh, so my top five are the best deaths in the Final Destination franchise. Mm, that's Fucking incredible. brilliant. And it's going to be gory and slightly yeah. masochistic, which I like. Oh, gosh. I did just... These, this film series just got more and more out of control yeah. with the deaths and, um, and, and it was just smashing because you got to a point where you don't know where they're coming from. The brilliance of these films though is the fact that unlike all the other slasher films that were coming out at the mm -hmm. time, there isn't a big bad guy that you can sort of take yeah. down. It's death itself, yep. death personified, and you can't beat that. And I think that's a fantastic idea. That's the brilliance of these films. It's the simplicity yeah. of it. And, oh, God, I just, there's something about it. And I think it's the creativity of the deaths as they go on. Yeah. Some of them, For sure. you know, are great and simple. My first one will be a very sort of quick, brutal one. <laughs> but then there are some where there's the build-up and the tension and the stress of it. And there is something about watching it that you just go, oh yeah, go on, get it. You really want them <laughs> death yeah. to get them really badly. And yeah. It so is cathartic because they is. set those, it's that great thing of just setting up. It's just a nice, simple setup. The, the movies know what they are. Mm. And that's great because you can sort of leave your brain in a bucket on the way into the exactly. cinema and just go and as you say, root for some of these people to really get it and others be like, oh, that, I feel quite sorry. I'm getting flashbacks now of <laughs> multiple murder, like accidental deaths and whatnot. Well, that's the thing. These films very much work as standalone films, but then they can weave back into each other. And when we got the final one, the Final Destination 5, actually <laughs> looped it back round to the beginning, which was absolutely phenomenal. It's like you don't see many franchises doing that. And I think that's like quite a bold move. I think the fourth one, The Final Destination, mm. which they obviously thought was going to be their last, and when it got shit ratings, I'm like, no, we've got to do better than this. Um, I think that was around when 3D was becoming really prominent in yep. cinema. So they sacrificed story and the deaths just to try and have splatter come yeah. towards yeah. you on the screen yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when it went a little downhill mm. but they totally brought it back up again with the fifth I've not seen four and five five's great four's not so good I've not put any deaths from the fourth one in four's been ripped out of there it's been struck off mm. sorry so, um, your criteria from your five down to one yep Obviously, you've got your mum rating. Did that influence yours, or is this just like a little, uh, you know, addended on the end of? A little of bit of a is side that a footnote? Note. Yeah, okay. But she did have a very similar opinion to me, okay. which was quite surprising. Like mother, like daughter. Clearly, okay. this is great. That so, do you, did you get to enjoy a lot of these with mum? Have you seen a lot of these with mum for the first time? Is that where you digested no, it? No. Well, I think the first one we might have where back when Blockbuster 
was oh, still yeah. going, mm. which is pretty impressive. I think I saw the first one with her. She's always been very cool with, for someone, who, again, who's a teacher of children, yeah. she's been okay about me watching stuff that's quite gory or scary yeah, yeah. because she knows that it's very unrealistic and especially with these, it almost becomes hilarious rather than terrifying. So she's never had a problem with me watching these kind of movies. But um, it was only when I was getting a bit older and I think the first one I saw in the cinema was the third one and I actually owe a debt to that because <laughs> I was on a really, really bad date oh and I wanted to get out of it. And so I was just like, oh, feeling a little bit nauseous now. This I've, I've got to go, it's a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. And I managed to get out of it and yeah. I never saw him again. So I feel really bad if they end up listening to this and they find out that was my reason that I wasn't oh just Oh man, shocked. she wasn't I'm ill. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we should mate. mention that in the intro that we record later, just in case he's, we don't want to upset him, do we? No, so that might... Cr- yeah, exactly, the, yeah, yeah. Just pre yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's... Wow. So, <laughs> the, the criteria, aside from, from what your mum's um, verdict yeah. is on them as well, have you rated them from five and one being the most gruesome or one being the most... What, what's your kind of... Well... First of all, they're the ones that I've enjoyed the most. All right, okay. And I feel that they had the most impact within their film for a specific reason, whether oh, it was okay. how gory it was, mm-hmm. whether it was the build-up, whether mm-hmm. it was the person's age, whether it's because they're a bit of a dick mm-hmm. in the movie, all these things added up, and mm-hmm. I was like, if they really deserved it as well. I think that's mm-hmm. important. So there's a mixing pot of reasons. Yeah, a little bit. I'll like try to it. explain it as best I can, though, when I go through them. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. Coming in, number five. Number five. So as I was saying a little bit earlier, yeah. it's uh, Find Destination 1. Uh, so it's when we hadn't really experienced any of these before, so they could do quite a few original ones. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Terry, who's the blonde girl, yep. who gets hit by the bus. Yep. And <laughs> it's absolutely amazing because... They're in the middle of fighting. They're starting, there's actually the song Final Destination is playing in the background in a car. They really like to play with their soundtrack, which is fantastic. And they're sort of bickering about whether death has a design. It's when we first start learning that death wants to get them back. And um, she's just getting really peeved off that her boyfriend's like getting involved in all these fights. And it's the fact that she's walking towards the road. She's like, if you want to just keep doing this, then you can just drop fucking dead and then boom she's hit by a bus splatteroo yeah. and like I said it's simple but effective it's a jumper isn't it that oh one? yeah it does make you jump out it's of your definitely seat. a jumper yeah it's really good I enjoyed it and my mum's rating for that was 8 out of 10 so she obviously enjoyed it too yeah definitely because um, there are movies I've seen other ones where you do get the whole jump jump mm. kill like Deep Blue Sea when I, uh, Samuel right. Jackson it's sorry so to spoil it if never one, anyone's sorry, seen that it's so weird sorry to interrupt you there yeah um, so last night, um, my 15-year-old daughter loves anything scary. Mm. Yeah. And so she's kind of, and my wife loves kind of horror and things that make her jump. I'm indifferent. Because um, you're hard, though, isn't it? You don't get scared by anything you say. You've yet to cry. Weird, because I, well, I'll get on to the three things we watched last mm. night quickly. Um, but I watched Jaws last night with my kids. I was going to say, we didn't watch anything. And, uh, <laughs> and that was the film that scared me the most. Yeah, it's and brilliant. And, yeah, so we watched that. And then we decided to watch a film called Lake Placid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that shit. Oh, I love Lake Placid. I knew you would. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I was moaning about it to Carol saying how dreadful it was. And I was like, Chris would love this shit. 
I remember watching it at the cinema in my pants what? on a date. So you probably... At the cinema? Cinema, yeah, You didn't get up and leave, did you, at that date? <laughs> 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 no, I couldn't even think about that, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Final Destination. It was, yeah, me in my pants. Loved it, loved it so much, I watched it in my pants. I can't remember the reason why I did that. But that's what I think so scary about this one. Men, she was saying, in general. Oh, yeah, it's you, mate. Um, but when you were saying about Jaws, it was really scary when you were yeah. younger, and it's because it feels it can happen, and that's yeah. why I mm. think this is a good death to start with, because it could happen to yeah. any of us yeah. out of the blue. We could just be struck down. Oh. A by a bus at Collect. any point. Are you, are you hard hit. That bus is hard. And they're all splattered with the yeah. blood. So I was just like, yeah. the shock of it is uh, great. Do you scream in a cinema? Um, oh, the one time I screamed in the cinema was when I went to see the remake of The Ring with my sister. Mm-hmm. And that was because someone else screamed behind me. That made me got jump. You. And I got lemonade and ice all over her, me, and this old dude next to us who seemed to be just sat there watching on his own I was like oh, alright move this way a little bit, bit yeah I, I, like my, my, my wife she will literally go and like and it and it scares me to the point where I'm like what and yeah, then, that's the thing. I grab on people. But yeah, 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 she does that. That's that who you need jump. to watch horror movie because you're yeah. doubling down yeah. on how yeah. scary it was. One of my exes was absolutely... We, we went to watch Women in Black, the second one, and yeah. it was like trying to watch a horror movie with someone on acid. She, she was going wild in this one. She was looking behind her in the cinema, petrified, and it couldn't... It was just making it so much more uh, unnerving for me. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I... You know, still like to take her to the cinema, but you know, we're not that cool now. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it really does. It does have been two years, it. but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Women in Black 3's out. I was wondering what you was up to. No, I won't be in my pants. <laughs> Should be a dress code above the door. <laughs> We've had this conversation with him about watching the film in the cinema in his pants. Sometimes, and that answer of I don't really know why I was just wearing my pants doesn't wash for me. Like, if you if you were sitting in your underwear in the cinema five years ago, you would know why you was doing that, wouldn't you? I guess I would, yes. But you, at some point, you took your trousers. It's probably slightly different for guys and mm. girls, though. Were you trying to like get no, it on it was, with no, someone? No, it was absolutely not sexual in any was way. Was you with a girl? Sure. Yeah, yeah, two girls. <laughs> it was not sexual. Were they scantily clad? Um, I, can't, I don't think. No, I don't think they took any of their clothes off. We were just being so silly. Dramatic? I say we. Out of your brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and their counselling has just finished up. Yeah, um, yeah I'll ask them. I'll ask them. I'll, I'll yeah. send them a message and say, "What was I?" I want why, some clarity on this. Why was I? Why was I half naked? In a, yeah. I stopped in my box. Because I'm too stupid to have any understanding as to why I would have took my own clothes off. Maybe you could tell me why. I was just why. getting carried away. I think it was a joke at the time, and I said it was getting hot. And I think what I said was, I'm really hot in here. Or something like, are you not hot? And everyone was like, no. And I took off my jacket. And, right, and then I took off my... Hell. <laughs> 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 I peeled the plaster off my face. Um, I took off my jacket and took off my jumper. And then just thought, this is... I've already, they're, this they're is getting, funny and not They're, they're already getting annoyed by me like taking my jacket and my jumper off. So then I just thought, then I'll just take my... T-shirt off and then pulled my jeans off. I'm starting to think was it, it wasn't yeah. a cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was just I was just at home watching it on the TV. Still single? Yep. Right. <laughs> we, we, we do what, number four? Let's number move four? on. Let's number move on. Number four 
is from Final Destination 3. Okay. And it's where Erin, who's the kind of gingerbread in it, I'm allowed to say right, that because yeah. I'm ginger too to <laughs> yes, anyone who's listening. Um, she's in a warehouse with her boyfriend and they're working. It's quite late at night. It's Oof. quite spooky. And people come in to warn her boyfriend, Ian, that he's next in line. He's going to be killed. And it ends up he's rescued, he's saved, and it's death skips him and goes to his girlfriend. And she's killed in probably one of the most brutal and gory ways that's on my list. <laughs> and that's by falling into a nail gun with her hands oh, in front of her. Jesus. And, goes, choo, 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 and she just ends up looking like Pinhead out of Hellraiser. And it's joyous to behold. It really it, is. I think the best bit about it is that it all goes through and then she goes, it's the noise at the end. <laughs> it's, it's pretty dark, that. Isn't it? It is. And because she has her hands up, doesn't yeah. she, to protect her face. Because you then think she's got something that's go coming in front of her, that something's going to fall onto her. And then it's because she goes back into this nail gun. But she kind of deserves it, because earlier in the scene, her boyfriend, who was also an arsehole, and they just were very sarcastic and didn't listen to anyone else that were trying to help them, he shot a pigeon. So there you go. That's what you get for killing animals. Don't shoot pigeons. Don't shoot go. pigeons with nail guns because they end up impaling your girlfriend through the face. It's really a, a, a graphic, that. It that really is. What did that get on a mum rating? Mum rating for that was an 8 out of 10. Strong. Mm. Strong one. Mm. I've seen two eights. Is number three going to be 8 out of 10 from mum? Does I'm your mum sure. only know 8, the number 8? No, she starts going up. Oh. It goes up. So wow. it increases. So... Yeah. Aside from um, y your top fives yeah. um, and watching Final Destination films with your mum, um, you are, you're actually professional at what me and Chris do, aren't mm. you? You, you, st you sit in front of a microphone and, and, and chat and that properly. I attempt to, yeah. How, how, um, how do you do that? So... <laughs> I'm going to take the notepad out now. Blimey. Can you give us top five tips, please? Top five tips. <laughs> um, one, it always helps having someone else there with you, whether it's a co-host that doesn't get involved that much or they do, just having someone to face and chat to makes such a difference because right. then it feels like you're not only talking to the people at home, you're talking to them and it definitely okay. adds to your voice. You feel a bit lighter and friendlier and often you can have a bit of a giggle like last week on my show I had my friend come in to co-host for the first time and this huge like Jurassic wasp hornet hybrid thing came in and um, it was hilarious because no one could hear but there's a live stream so it's just us like dancing around wafting <laughs> it so then the next uh, links that we were doing between the tracks it was just us pretty much cracking up but that really comes across and that's good fun so I do that with my music show and then I also have a movie show which has three of us co-hosting so again it's easy we can sort of if someone's seen a film then they can review it and we can hop back and forth and we can ask questions or delve in and out and I really enjoy that I prefer a little bit more chat and conversation mm -hmm. as well as the sort of music and film obviously how did, how did this this sort of come about how did I get onto the radio mm -hmm. well it's quite funny because I sort of fell into it which I feel really bad about because there are so many people that are desperate to do this for a job but 
when I left university, I sort of I went into uni a little bit later because I was actually a model beforehand, and I wanted to get out there. I wanted to carry on with my education, so I went to uni at about 21, and I thought, screw it, I'm going to do something I really enjoy. So I went in and did film and TV production. And uh, because I was a bit older, I think I valued it a little more than some of the other people there. And I got on a work experience opportunity where we flew to LA to interview Steven Spielberg. Which was seriously, we went into his Amblin Entertainment personal screening room and it was just me, three other people and one of my tutors. And we got to film him for a documentary that we were making. That's not bad to slap straight on your CV, is it? That was work experience. Yeah, I put myself forward for it. Uh, It was called uh, The Elstree Project and it was about... Uh, trying to show the history and the rise and the fall and then the rise again of Elstree Studios and Boreham Wood. And he filmed, obviously, Indiana Jones and all those movies there. So we got to speak to him. We also then spoke to Joe Turkel in L.A., who was in Blade Runner. He was the scientist. And then also Walter Murch who's a really well-known editor, also filmed Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and got to know quite a few people through just doing this work experience. Did you you have the passion for film before you sort of bumped into Steven Spielberg or was that sort of like a, did that trigger? No, I had the passion beforehand, which is why I went to do the degree in the first place. My uncle is a filmmaker, but not a huge one. It's very much been a sort of personal passion of his. And I don't know where I got my love of film, because it's definitely not from my parents, you know. This is literally the extent of my mum's taste in film. And so I think it's just all from my uncle. It was very much stuff we chatted about all the time. Mm. So when it came to doing it for my degree, I was like, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was good, because seeing all these incredible people like Steven Spielberg I haven't really topped that moment and him shaking my hand we sort of saw him walk past the top of the screening room to look out at us before he came in and just blew me away he was a really nice chap so yeah it was from that I then ended up meeting someone who happened to work at BBC Three Counties Radio and then when I graduated, I kept in touch. I was writing a blog about film because writing where, about... Where was you at this point? Where did you go to uni? And uh, I stayed nearby at Hearts Uni uh, because, obviously, being married and Billy was often off touring, I'd sort of stay home and it was a bit of a base for him to come back to. So I just went to a local one, but, you know, it paid off with what I got to do when I was there. And, um, yeah, one of my specialisms was writing. I did my degree on The Simpsons, actually, and I won an award for it. So that got the attention of these people at BBC Three Counties. And they're like, look, we really want you to come and chat on our entertainment panel, talk about film, talk about TV, anything you like. And I did that a few months after I graduated, and that got me onto all my other shows that I do. So, yeah, kind of fell into it, but from being passionate and knowing a lot about the subjects I enjoy. Via hanging out with Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, that does help. If you put but Steven Spielberg on your CV, it's going True, but help. obviously, like you say, you had a passion for it beforehand, so I think mm. if you've got a passion for something, after any given time, you will get your opportunities, and it's whether or not you seize them. And exactly, you did. because I put myself forward for that work exactly. experience not knowing that I was going to be possibly get yeah. to interview these icons. Yep. And so it's just saying yes to every opportunity that comes your way and you never know where it's going to take Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's why I'm on the radio. Is there a, So we're doing Final Destination, which yes. is horror. Is there a, a, a genre that you will always... You, you're on Netflix. Mm. and Is there a genre that you find yourself 
been gravitating drawn, gravitating towards. thank you to probably more of the sort of action thrillers and sci-fi stuff I find myself going back to it all the time I think it's a bit of escapism I love mm. 90s dystopia yeah. as well I think it's just absolutely fantastic that's pretty yeah, much we just you, did right? a 80s sci-fi movies with Charlotte Hatherley the other day it was absolutely cracking oh, yeah 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 it was really good she's a legend as yeah, well yeah, yeah she, um, she was good fun wasn't she I tend to I tend to mm. do that, or I'll watch B-movies and horror movies. And it's yeah. strange, because I wouldn't say all my favourite movies are those, but they it all tends to be that genre See, that I've watched thing, more of. Stuff you watch all the time doesn't necessarily be the first one you go to your mind when someone goes, so what's your favourite film? Best movie, yeah. yeah. So totally. like, oh, I guess it could be this, but actually most of the time I watch these sorts of films, mm. but it depends what sort of mood you're in. Yeah. And Netflix and Amazon and all these platforms we've got now, constantly scrolling through, you've just got so much at your fingertips. I think sometimes the too many choices, you have to just go, okay, I'm going to go with what I know yeah. and what yeah. feels familiar. Yeah. Well, Lake, Lake Pla- I think they're on like Lake Placid 3 now as well. So really? I've always, yeah, really? I've always got that to go to, but I tend to watch that at home now. Yeah, because it's not at the cinema. But and you've probably yeah. been banned. Yeah, for any 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 movie with a crocodile in, I'm not allowed to go to the cinema. It's really weird because for me, growing up, like things like Lake Placid Three, I used to call them straight to petrol station because <laughs> petrol station used <laughs> yeah, to have yeah. a small array of DVDs yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for about eight ninety nine that yeah. were generally yeah. so shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, with the demise of DVDs now and the you know the things like Netflix and Prime yeah, and they stuff get like that. up by Netflix. Amazon's got a fantastic horror back. Mm. catalogue of loads of trashy horror movies we also watched mm. a day of the dead f- recent film mm-hmm. last night um it was one of the worst things i've ever seen and i just watched lake placid <laughs> uh my missus was like look it's just bear with it it's got zombies in it it'll be fun and I just can't deal with it because... Why don't you explain to me you know, that you're rubbish when it comes to... You, we did a top five horror mo- uh, zombie movies once okay. on a trip to a zombie apocalypse, Z event zombie apocalypse up in Reading. It's abandoned shopping mall. And you get zombies... That's incredible, by the way. Yes. You, 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 it's an yeah. empty shopping centre full, full up with zombies. And it was me, you, Pip and uh, Carol. Yeah. And, Your wife. And we literally you just get kitted up with guns and then you just run around shooting zombies as they come out and the lights are cut in the, whole, yeah. in the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, it's it's, it's stopped just now. stopped and it's reopening last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reopened last week and it's post-apocalyptic now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's all a bit Blade Runner, kind of Mad Max. Uh, I'd absolutely so. yeah. love I really recommend it. See, I always say that I think I do well in the apocalypse because I like having space to myself on trains and cinema screens. <laughs> But then I can just tell that I would be killed within about three days. So it would be fun whilst it lasts. But I've always said I'm kind of down for it. I know that I'm going to lose most of the people I know um, and love. Yeah. But I just think that it will be totally worth it. Even if it is for a few days of just, wow, this is a spectacle. Peace and quiet. <laughs> and <laughs> people and eating quiet. brains. It's all good. We, we <laughs> spoke on Saturday, didn't we, at the live thing that... Um, we haven't really had a rat in the times, you know, in the year yeah. that we've been doing this. Yeah. You got really angry at me when we was doing top five zombie films, though. I did. Do you want to explain yeah. it? Well, I just, I'm not banging into them, and and my wife is, and, and you are, and you, and it's the same with sci-fi. You get so excited, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. and so I have to then 
go and research nerdy facts on the films. Just so that's my my input into mm. it because mm. you're too busy. Just did you know Aliens was the sequel <laughs> to <laughs> Aliens? <laughs> I did not say that. Hardly. Not bad. Amazing. But, um, no, but I was trying to work out my top five zombie films, and yeah. I just got confused and said Dog Soldiers, and like I didn't realise it was werewolves. What part? Which I then had to furry, furry. Yeah. It's kind of a clue in the title. <laughs> yeah. They're that, furry point, wolf face. When, when you Did got you all, go zombie? Well, when you got all angry about that, I thought, oh, better put a line through Lost Boys. <laughs> 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 There's going to be an accident in this car. <laughs> so you're a big sci-fi fan? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I, can't think say. So. I think so. Yeah, definitely. On yeah. some days. Yeah, on Sundays. But that's why I think I really like this franchise because I only found this out about a year ago that the Final Destination film was originally an undeveloped script for the X-Files. Really? No. Yeah. And actually, I think it's possibly the second and third films done by, I think it's James Wong who directs them. And he's worked on X-Files as well. Did so not there's that. clearly a bit of a link. And I think yeah. maybe that's why I enjoy it so much because I'm a little bit obsessed with X-Files. Yeah. So I'm, I've li- I had them all, I've been re-watching them recently, which is it's unbelievable. It's because the new season. You have to go back through them all again. Is there another season coming out? Yeah. What? I've already caught up on it. Oh, my God. It's Gillian Anderson's last season, so you have to watch it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that came about about a year ago, am I right? X-Files has been out since the 90s, mate. Correct. Yeah, long old time now. I'm joking. (laughs) He was obviously talking about the more recent recent season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another another season. There was a run of six episodes last year. Yeah. 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 It was renewed again for about eight episodes this time. Oh, Oh, smashing. Short run, but... Really three. good. Okay, should we go for f- three? Yeah, yeah I think we're, we're on three, on three now. now. Yeah, we're so already on three. So we are on to Final Destination 2. And this is where the dude who won the lottery, Evan, <laughs> I think he's called Evan Lewis, he's impelled through the eye with a ladder from a fire escape. <clears throat> and yeah. the reason I've chosen this one is because this death, without a doubt, is the best set piece of all of them. <laughs> And I think it's because he gets into his apartment and so many different things are going wrong. He ends up getting his arm because he's brought this fancy new gold watch because obviously winning the lottery. And he gets his hand stuck down a garbage disposal <laughs> whilst something that also, I think the magnets spell out I on the fridge. So you get the warning that something's going to yeah, happen, but you don't realise at the time. Yeah. That falls into a takeaway container that then sets something else on fire and then there's a pan on fire and all this. He's also thrown food out of the window, which comes back, and he'll regret that in the future. So all these crazy things are happening to the tune of Vitamin by Incubus, which just really amps it up as yeah. well. It's Bloody fantastic. love that song. Yeah. And it's just part of the reason it always mm. stays in my mind as well. And he's got all these people calling him over the phone. He clearly uses his newfound wealth and status to like get with all these women so you kind of think yeah you, again you deserve this a little you're bit you're asking you? for it pal so he's going through all this trauma and he finally gets the fire to start being put out and then he jumps out onto the fire escape it's not going down and his <laughs> apartment explodes and then he finally jumps down and he's like oh phew I'm so lucky. That's what he says. And then he slips over on the spaghetti he threw out of the window earlier instead of putting it in the bin the ladder comes down and waits just above his eye and he's just 
breathing this sigh of relief and then it just goes straight in really graphically through his brain. And there's, I don't know, I think it's just the build up to it. It's just absolutely fantastic. She had no idea what was gonna happen. And then he's just lying there after falling. He's gone through all that. You kind of root for him. You're like, oh, sorry, mate. You did try your best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you still got impaled with a ladder through the eye. It is great. Grim one. It is great because, like you say, it's kind of unexpected. Mm. And then it's so gory because they Final Destination really don't hold back on it being unrealistically so. Like yeah. when you finished your uh, top five, I might throw in a few special mentions, the ones where I was like, yes, wow, definitely. I don't think it'd go down like that, but I'm so glad it did. And um, it must, you also said that what, what you enjoy about these is like how creative they are. Yeah. And I think that we've, there, there's a sort of sub-genre of horror, which is like splatter gore, and mm. movies like Brain Dead are in there, where it's uh, based in New Zealand, and um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. But Peter Jackson, wasn't it? Peter Jackson yeah. made that. And just, the, the, just how violently gross it is, it's just, it's just genius. It, has, it holds its own sort of genius. And because if you can bear with that, other people are kind of like, either too grossed out by it, or they don't see but it for that. But things like Brain Damage, what was the other one? Um, um, bad taste, bad he taste. did that. Like, yeah. It's just ridiculous yeah. to the point where it's just hilarious, isn't it? Sure. Because it's it's not gross as in, oh my God, that's so Yeah, It's not it's torture porn. No, you know, it's no, not that sort of level. That's what gross. I prefer about mm. it compared to films like Hostel where yeah. it just people actually end up having to walk out because it just gets nasty. Yeah. Whereas this is nasty to some extent because most all these kids are getting bumped off but it's done in such a flamboyant dramatic way where obviously certain things are being moved by a spiritual being which is Mm -hmm. death and but you've got to remember you've got to give kudos for the people who not only work on the cgi of these films but also the makeup artists and the effects of it because there are certain there's one that i'm going to be moving on to in a minute where it's clearly must have been a dummy was used in it and it's so realistic. If you see it in a GIF or on slow-mo, you, you wouldn't be able to tell that it's not a person yeah. the thing's happened to. So but obviously, I won't yeah, give it away. Yeah. It sounds it. like it was actually a person they sacrificed for it. Yeah. No, it was definitely a dummy. So I don't know. Like teams getting bumped off was, was <laughs> around the time that the first one came out. That was rife in, in cinema, wasn't yeah. it? It was well, Screamers that was happening there, wasn't Which it? Was so dumb. many sort yeah, of yeah, films yeah. of that kind of ilk. Yeah. Were. Shall I tell this is really spooky. So, so when Final Destination, this is your, that was your number two, wasn't it? Was that your number uh, three? That was three. Mm-hmm. Sorry, big mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, but obviously when that came out was the era of the DVD and mm-hmm. having bonus features on DVDs. And did you ever have it on DVD, Final Destination? Yes. Do you know? Do you know what I might be talking about? One of the features on it. Gosh, this is really working my way back. So obviously yeah, I just yeah. watch them on online yeah, now. Yeah. Or no, what? You, which bit are you talking it had, about? It had a death clock on the DVD. <gasps> oh, where you could work out when you were going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And me I and do two mates that. did that. And. Um, and my mate, who's the most teetotal, clean living person, he got his death date, which was before mine. He was really annoyed about that. Because he's like, but you drink and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so he's really upset about that. But um, the other person on that, uh, I, uh, we, we did that with, he's no longer with us. Joe. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. So, yeah, so we, we're literally like, no, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but Jay, uh, my friend Jay, God rest his soul, was up first. 
So it's like, oh shit. <laughs> so does that mean Ben? So want to know when is, your one was is that now. Ben, is Ben, is ben going to go next? You know, so I just like we've can't, got. A, I can't face doing those sort of stuff because the whole thing with these films is I'm quite a cautious person, and for me this justifies my caution. It's like <laughs> I hate flying, so yeah, let's not yeah. fly. I hate roller coasters. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's not go on a roller coaster because all these gruesome, horrendous deaths happen. Yeah. And I didn't actually include the deaths that happened in the premonitions so these are all the real deaths mm. that happened to the people who escaped it the first time <coughs> some around. of my favorite are the premonition death oh, there's fantastic. one i can't remember is it two or three which is the uh, motorway pile up two <laughs> yeah i can't drive behind anything now which seems to look like it's logs on i was going to say logs would make <laughs> or anything logs would make my top five it's off do you not fly horrendous. i do obviously i do i have to fly <laughs> yeah, but yeah. only when I really need to, yeah. and usually I need to be like mostly passed out to do it. Do you, do you um do you drink a few before you get on, or are you just more like a get tired and try and fall asleep Not before it for takes a long off? Or? Time yeah. because uh, my partner Billy he doesn't drink anymore, so I don't drink to support him. Yeah. So I can't do that now. Oh, damn it! Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. so um I tend to just get really knackered beforehand, yeah. or I hardly sleep, and then sure. I'll sleep through the flight. Otherwise, I'm just, like, gripping onto my hand. The last flight that I did was to go to a DJ set in Holland with uh, my friend Laura Mary Carter from the band Blood Red Shoes. We just, we just had those on the podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Steve really tell you that he walked past him? Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> I swear he was meant to be in America because Laura Mary's over there already, yeah. so... Um, yeah, and I just ended up, like, just gripping onto her out of fear, and she's probably thinking, why are we in a DJ partnership again? But, yeah, so... I try. I try to fly. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If I have to. I, I don't like not. it. And you've got good reason to now. And we um, we had a holiday from hell, like, last, beginning of this year, I think. No, no, last year. No, it was year. last year. You've really buried that one. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like, when I, I won't go through the whole story, mm. um, which I did on Pip's podcast, yeah. which got so much love, didn't it? Just yeah, hash. It everyone got so much joy out of how shit my yeah. holiday was. Wasn't that the one where you ended up leaving the podcast anyway? Because I got too carried away. Was I too drunk? Was yeah, it that I, one? I walked out and went home. Walked night. out. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you fell over and kicked an ice bucket over his brand new studio Rexy floor. studio, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, we, we, um, we went to 
Venice to get on a cruise, and then by the time we got to Venice, um, that thing happens where you just think, oh, look, our suitcases are on here. We always panic, but obviously they always turn up. As didn't turn up. So, uh, You're kidding. So we had nothing. Like, uh, but loads more. My wife had her glasses on. She didn't wear contact lenses and stuff like that. So we had no clothes, n- like nothing. And this is for a cruise, so it's not like you can pop to a shop and mm. replace things. Me. When, without without and, going and into selling your house. had nothing and, uh, for a week. And then it, it spiraled so into many, That's su- such like a everything. nice part of your holiday. That was like a high, a, a, that, a that good bit. That wasn't that bad. Yeah. It all went so bad. Right? Yeah. And now when you think, because we've always said, like, everywhere we go on holiday, because we go to the mountains in England a lot and mm. swim and stuff like that, and and it's like, oh, the weather's amazing. We're so lucky. And I think we just had too much good luck that that holiday was that bad. But on the flight home, I'm not superstitious at all, right? But I'd had the worst week ever. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was oh. it was so fucking tragic, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, bad. It's really bad. And I it's woke really up, and I'd had a dream that our plane crashed, right? <laughs> which is how the first flight <laughs> almost right. how the first flight. I would never starts. in a fucking million years ever be bothered by that. Yeah. Right? But because of what had happened, it's like it's a follow-on. I said mm. to my, my wife, I went, um, I had a really bad dream last night, and she went, okay. I said. The plane crashed on the way home. She went, what, why? Why are you telling me that? And I was like, I know. I wouldn't normally say anything to anyone about that, and it wouldn't even enter into my mind to give a shit. But I'm really worried. And so she was just like, oh, thank you. Now I am. And uh, see, I'd change it if I could. Right, I am so, quite superstitious. So, planes delayed three hours. All right. So. I then think this is a sign. Mm-hmm. So I then go to the other airlines. Yeah. We're only flying from Venice to London. And so I was like, if it was going to cost me £3,000 to get on another plane, I would have just said, do it. Let's just do it and get home because this is bad. Everyone else, when the plane got delayed, had rushed around the airport to do exactly the same. So but there was nothing. So we had to wait for this plane. Um, I think it was at that point that I leant over to pick my bags up because there was no seats in the airport and the aircon had broke in the airport. And so my kids were getting like tetchy and, it w- and I leant over to pick my bags up and then my Ray-Bans fell off and smashed on the floor. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, mate. That was when oh, I, I screamed, dude. fuck you, sunglasses, and kicked them across the thing. <laughs> then got told to shut up oh. by, by my, my wife's mum. That's going to be on your oh. tube saying, fuck you, sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you just fucked them across the room as well. After they broke, you just kicked them. Um, and then when we, <laughs> check our, we checked our bags in, and then there was a disclaimer yeah. At the, he was flying back with Monarch just before they went under. And there was a disclaimer saying, um, Monarch will not be um, flying this plane home due to a shortage of staff or something like that. So there will be other pilots coming in as were your attendants. <laughs> and I was thinking, what? And then I saw our plane land and then I saw people like rushing to get like all the stuff off and then get our stuff on so we could go as quick as we can. And I was thinking, please fill up, please fill up. And like, I was just getting so fucking worried. And my youngest daughter is not a good flyer. Yeah. And so we've, we've got on the plane and so there's four of us. So like my 
I think I was with the two kids and, and, and Carol was sitting the other side of the, the aisle. And as the planes took off, I've just heard... <gasps> and yeah. I've looked, and Crazy. there's a big blast of fire, which disappears, and then smoke. Crazy. And Holy like, crap. And I just thought, this is fucking it. And like... And I looked straight away as you do towards the sort of stewards and stewardesses to see if if anyone's kind of freaking out. Because when they freak out, then I start thinking, oh, we're fucked. And uh, and I just thought, right, I'm dad. I've got to be cool. Yeah. And like, mm. and Carol's so cool anyway. She was just like, all right. And I was like, right. And then <laughs> everyone on that plane was thinking, <clears throat> but being terribly British and trying not to do anything apart from my 12-year-old, at which point, and she's shy, Layla. Turn round, we're all going to die, stop the plane! Ah! And I was just thinking, shit! And I was going, we're not going to die. And the bloke in front of me thought he was going to die. And he was just trying to do whatever he could to just get through whatever moment it was and did not leave my 12-year-old screaming, we're all going to die. So... Uh, yeah, it, that felt like something out of a Final Destination film. I'm guessing you survived it because you're made here it. now. We made yeah. it, yeah. You, you was, was there an explanation about what happened? No, nothing, nothing. The airline literally was no more a week later, uh, which was good because we didn't get any compensation for uh, them losing their luggage and, uh, and fucking up our holiday. But so. it's always the way. It's the, the ones you really fear the most are the ones that are the most rubbish and it just wasn't worth it because that yeah. flight that I was telling you about where we were going for this DJ set... We knew we weren't, it was around Christmas time last year, we knew we weren't going to make much money, but we thought, you know what, we're going to have a good laugh, we're going to go to Holland, then we're going to go to Belgium, it's going to be great. We got there and it was when the snowpocalypse happened and it was absolutely awful. So we had huge delays. Sorry, I've never heard the word snowpocalypse. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> there you go, taught you something new. Um, and it was horrendous. The train was, uh, the plane was delayed. We got there, we ended up being late for our DJ set, so we didn't get to do it. The people we were with had promised us accommodation, and then they just bring these two women over, and uh, they, they were lovely. They were delightful lesbians, couple, which was really sweet. They said, oh, yeah, you're just going to be staying at theirs. We're expecting some kind of hotel or hmm. B&B thing. And we end up having, they go, oh, yeah, there's five minutes down the road. Half an hour walk after all the traveling, DJ sets in the freezing cold yeah. and snow to these this random house in the middle of nowhere and we had to make it there and we opened the curtains in the morning and it was just snow was just teeming down is teeming it's not yeah. really teeming with that's snow a word. is it that's a word um, and then all the trains were cancelled when we were trying to get to Belgium and it ended up being an episode well I say an episode it was plane trains and automobiles <laughs> we ended up in all these different places thank goodness that everyone in Holland speaks English because it just puts us to shame it was so bad that we go up to them it's like do you speak English and they're like a little and then as soon as they start talking they sound like they're out of Miss Marple or something it's fantastic <laughs> and it was just one of the worst things. And then we ended up missing our other DJ set, having to fork out for a hotel, and we ended up at a loss. And then there were delays with our flight back. No, it wasn't. we couldn't even get a flight back. All the flights were cancelled, so we ended up having to fork out loads to get on a Eurostar, and they only had a first-class ticket, which I had to pay for, to get home. And we just didn't care. We just needed to get out of Europe for it. Like, it was our own mini 
Brexit. Not that I'm for Brexit. I'm very much against it. <laughs> but I was just like, I just need to be back in London at this point. And it's always those ones when you already feel really nervous about doing something or flying, it does end up just getting worse yeah. and worse. You didn't even have a jolly up. It was no, just a nightmare. No, didn't. That was the problem. And it cost you a bunch of money. Because if it cost you a bunch of money, but you had a lot of fun, you'd go, uh, might still worth it. Because we finally got there to DJ in Ghent in Belgium, I think at about one. It was to one man and his dog because all the bands had left. It was awful. We Please tell me that Delightful Lesbians was the name of one of the bands. <laughs> no, but they were. there were lots of... One of them was called Pussy Liquor, which was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Cause it was a very big sort of feminist event, uh, which was another reason we're like, yeah, of course, like two female DJs mm. will come along, will come show our support very angsty which we just weren't in the mood for obviously mm. after all our travel nightmares and we ended up DJing there for two hours but the system didn't work so they just pretty much press like play on Spotify and shuffle so what we just sat there just going well this is absolutely fantastic when they finally said we could leave we left at about 3am noticed that we got a text from BA saying our flight had been cancelled and then we saw that we're going to have to trek it straight away to go and try and find the Eurostar so we didn't end up sleeping for over 24 hours. Rubbish. To make That's sure we got really, home. really, really rubbish, isn't I, it? I went to DJ a rave in Ghent once in Belgium. Yeah, oh, I love techno. I love it. It's like a little yeah. gothic rock paradise yeah, over there. So I've got a, a quick little story because we were speaking beforehand mm. um, about we've got a mutual friend in Liam Young. Mm. And uh, you, you've met Liam, haven't you? Liam's... Maybe... Yeah. Custom radio. And, uh, yeah. and Liam, well, he's, he's not quite as young as he was when, <laughs> when I first met him, obviously. But when he was probably 20, he started DJing at the, the toothbrush for me. And he's a very pretty boy, Liam. And uh, he's now a, a big beardy hippie now. But um, he was all very clean cut and, and, and uh, he's got a very pretty little face. And, uh, and we went up to Manchester to DJ. And uh, and obviously, I'm probably 15, 20 years older than Liam. And we got to, I said, find us a hotel. I was going on the way up there. And they'd found some deal in some really posh hotel. What's the really posh one called in Manchester? Is there Hilton up there? No, no, it was called the, oh God. ACDC had had one floor when we was there. And we'd just got some freak deal which was about 80 quid for this room. Right, okay. So I was like, just book it. Sounds brilliant. Mm. The look, not the Louvre, the look, look, Lowry. The Lowry Hotel. Yeah. That was it. Okay. And it was super posh, right? right. They were really stayed anywhere super posh. And when we walked in, I had, because I had to have a separate meeting while I was up there. So I was shirt, kind of suit, and Liam was looking like a young Russell Brand. And... As I've checked in, he went, are you on your own? I went, but we had to share a double bed because we had the one room. <laughs> and so I went, no, no, it's the two of us. And, like, and kind of sort of went, <laughs> no, not like that sort of two of us. And then the concierge come down and I said something, because I always used to be horrible to Liam. Mm. Like, so I was like, come on, Liam, hurry up, sort it out, like joking. And the concierge looked at him and then looked at me and went to, like, literally mouthed the words to Liam, are you all right? <laughs> like, he was like, and I, and I went, 
And I just thought, do you think he's a rent oh. boy, don't you? And like, it was so horrible. I felt so old. And obviously, Liam loved this <laughs> that his concierge thought I was paying for his boyish services. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Look, yeah, look downtrodden. <laughs> yeah. Or, or start mouthing the words, yeah. help me. Yeah. <laughs> we had a long drive. He looked a bit. Yeah, Dishevelled. Dishevelled, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, that's amazing. We could definitely do as well to like top five where we've DJed up and down the country, top five like journeys or journeys home by us or our friends. We've got some absolute peach of ones. Mark, Mark, Mark Watts' is one's my favourite. Yeah. That's for another time, I that think is, you should that say is. that. You so, trying to rap all the way home from Birmingham as well. I can't I can't even remember that. It's yeah. just gone. He was trying to rap one line and oh, Pip, no. Pip made me sit in the back with you. But... When you I've been dr- I'm guessing I've been drinking. Something about Little Italy. Yeah, deep in the middle of Little Italy. Little, 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 I can't even do it now, sober. You, you couldn't do it then either. And, but you'd also bought a big bag of scampi fries. and was, I was trying to tell you to leave me alone because I didn't want to hear it for about the 90th time. But then that made him want to tell <laughs> yeah. me more in my ear with scampi fry breath <laughs> spitting it in my face. <laughs> That oh, doesn't it's a sound, glamorous life, doesn't isn't sound, it? Yeah, it's yeah. DJ life. It can be hard. It can be hard work. Um, yeah, doing I'm, that sure, tra- I'm sure all these um, David Guetta's and that don't have these problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travelling like a five-hour drive home at like four in the yeah, morning. Yeah, he's probably yeah. just got like caviar breath from a model or something. <laughs> exactly, <instead>. exactly. Disgusting. <laughs> Who wants that? Oh, distract me from pressing play, love. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the beat's going to drop in a minute. <laughs> oh, um, brilliant. Shall we move on to, what is it, number two? Number two, Let's do yeah. Let's do it. Um, so this is still with Final Destination 2. I think it is a good one. I think it's one yes, of the strongest yeah, it is out good. of all yeah, of them. Yeah, I concur. And this is when the kid, Tim Carpenter, gets squished by a plane of glass. Right, so this is one was going to be one of mine. Really? Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So this death comes in in at number two for several reasons. And I think one of them is because of the audacity they had to do such a really vile death to someone so young in front of his mother. And also, very much like the other, the previous one with Evan and the ladder incident, the preamble beforehand mm. is what builds up the suspense. And sure. it's a dentist, which again is something that everyone absolutely loathes. Yeah. So he sat there and there's all stuff to do with water and live, wi- uh, live wires and all this panic of what's going to happen there. And then something falls in his mouth whilst he's suffocating. You think, oh, okay, it's going to be a grim death in the dentist. But at least he's kind of half under with this nitrous oxide. So it'll be okay. It'll kind of, it'll, he'll go easily. Yeah. But all that Painlessly. <laughs> painlessly, kind of. <laughs> And you think, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. But it doesn't happen. So, again, you're sort of really jarred and you're thrown off. You're like, oh, what on earth is going to happen? We knew there was something to do with pigeons, but there had been pigeons hitting that's the window right. and it ended up in the uh, dentist's waiting room. Mm-hmm. So you just assume, oh, it's, that's what they were picturing when, because, you know, they have these sort of post-premonitions, would you say, afterwards, where they yeah. kind of see how people are really going to die. Like, I think in the third one... It's on the photographs sure, where right. they sort of see whether a big weight's about to squish someone's head in yeah. Yeah. and that sort of stuff. So obviously they're running and they see the kid and his mum coming out of the dentist and they shout about the pigeons, the pigeons. So this kid starts running towards these pigeons. Like he is a little, again, a little bit of a shit. I, I always really pisses me off when people do that, when they let their kids run at birds. I'm like, why? What have they done to you? (laughs) 
but he got his comeuppance brilliantly when I mean this with interest. Yeah. <laughs> he got his bad. he won the lottery on comeuppances. And this plane of glass just you watch it from the side. Well, you see him looking up and then it goes from the side and it squishes him down just into this goop right in front of his mum. And it really is, isn't it? That's what I was talking it's about earlier. You can see whether it is a dummy underneath. Oh, right, amazing. you can see it fold yeah. in on himself and then just to this pool of mess. And he just didn't, he just couldn't even have a body left at the end. And it's just the mother crying over this body bag that's sort of like a Tesco bag, really, because they've just obviously skipped <laughs> up into it. But I think it's the fact that he's quite young and they really threw me off with how he was going to die yeah. and the sort of fear factor of it being in a dentist to begin mm. with and then actually it's yeah. a construction site that yeah. Yeah, definitely. ends up killing him. Yeah, it's like the misdirection. Yeah. It's gone. You're definitely away from it. But honestly, the amount mm. of blood, mm. it's comedic how much blood shoots out of that out of that lad I guess it would do you'd just been crushed by something from a great height oh, yeah it's like they say isn't it if you drop a penny off That's the Eiffel it. Tower yeah, yeah. it will cut someone in half yeah. because of the yeah. speed that it yeah. gathers on its way down but again this is where the CGI and special effects mm. you have to give them props for that yeah. and I have to now watch that in slow-mo do and try I've moved, and find the gift you know, of it as well because yeah. you can really see it happen where it's just repeating over and over um, again yeah you've got to be a type of person to sort of get a bit of enjoyment out <laughs> yeah. of that but it's good fun Hello. to watch <laughs> yeah yeah no, you I know will. what I mean no definitely and um it would have made my top five as soon as I saw yours I was like that that one there, there were some obvious ones that came yeah. to me I was like I can't not have that uh, come in there just a giant pane of glass it is very it's quite visceral yeah, buckets of blood. My mum wasn't so keen on that one. Okay, really? what's the mum rating? A mum rating of seven. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just being a mum herself, ah, seeing yeah. the kid getting <laughs> squished. Leave the kids out of it. Yeah, no. it's just not on. No, yeah. I like a horror movie that goes there with the kids. Do you? Yeah, Do you know definitely. What? Just go straight for them. And I'm like, okay, you're setting, you're setting a bar now. I it's don't like the torture, like you was mentioning, like the hostels mm. and stuff like that. Like... I think there's a thing like emotionally scarring. I think that how you can set up movies can brutalise and emotionally scar oh, people. Exactly. I have, I've suffered because I, I went, I got addicted with horror films at one point. Mm. So I watched everything, everything mm. going. And there was a point where I was like, okay, that, that scene in particular, that'll never leave when, me. Yeah. And, and then I was like, I don't need to watch any more of these mm. now. And oh. so I like the pantomime more mm. of... Yeah, it has to have that element. Because, yeah. we, we, especially, I mean, I was, we said the other day, like, when we were talking about um, in the, 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 one of the first sort of attack scenes in Apocalypto, mm. when they go in and they just grabs the baby, and, yep. and, and I, I could not get my head yeah, around yeah, that, yeah. and that freaked me. And I, I enjoyed that film, mm. but it was on again a little while ago, and I was watching it, I was thinking, I know what's coming, I'm going to make a cup of tea. I thought, I don't want to see that again because mm. I can still picture that vividly. And, you know, it's not real, but it was just that stark. that it When it feels that it could be real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And unfortunately, with a lot of these things, when you know it does happen in real life. Yeah. Yeah. With these kind of deaths. Yeah. Whereas these are so elaborate. Yeah. And like you said, it's the pantomime yeah. of it. Mm. They can get away with it. Yeah. Even if it is with someone who's a little bit younger. Yeah. <laughs> like what but we said with the... the the brain dead and the bad taste it's yeah. that farcical yeah. there's not an emotional attachment to it 
you know, he's... Even some point uh, with Exorcist as well, the, the outrage of that and the fact that it was banned when actually it's so clearly, like, fake and the makeup on there, and it's must be, I think, the religious aspect is part of the problem. But I know someone, I think it's uh, Mark Kermode, who it's his favourite film, and he actually is religious. What, The Exorcist? Yeah, it's his favourite film of all time, and it says it's because it reaffirms his faith. It's so really, you should... Because yeah. it's, ultimately, it's good triumphing mm. over evil when they manage to get the devil out of... yeah. I want to say Regan. Regan, because yeah. it came up in a quiz the other day. Um, we, um, I, I walked out of the Exorcist, so I didn't like horrors when I was mm. younger. Like, even up to 18, new. And it wasn't until I was about 20 and I saw the original yeah. ring, I was like, I get horror now. Yeah. And then I just became fanatical. But first time I watched Exorcist, um, I'd av avoided a lot of horror movies, mm. and I had to leave. I was, I was petrified, and my oh. best mate was with me, and I was like, I feel nauseous. Now that you're more of an expert in it, yeah. have you watched the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray? Because some of the stuff they took out of it is yeah. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a bit where she's walking down the yeah. stairs backwards, looking like really decrepit, yeah. a bit like a spider. And for me. That freaks me out. Anything yes. that's it's sort of it's it's human, genius. but not like Terrible. not quite yeah. human. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, and do you know what? I, I'm not like I said. I'm not a big person like for, for horror. It doesn't really affect me. Like you're a tough I'm not. Guy. I'm not. Yeah. I don't mean like I'm not, it doesn't scare me. But like I'm, I'm, I don't involve myself in <laughs> yes. it to the point yes. where like yeah, I'm yeah. that you know into it that I'm not engaged enough for yeah. it to. Human bodies making irregular movements. Now, is it ring? What's the one on the bed where it slides off the bed? Grudge. Grudge, the one that comes oh, out the telly. It might be. Is no, that that's, it? that's ring coming out the telly. But someone's on the a bed, yeah. and then asleep, and then they just kind of move off the bed, <laughs> and their body <sighs> moves Isn't as it, it horrifying? shouldn't. And I can't deal with that. I'm yeah. exactly the same. I, I can't stand it, and because um, I've actually got a um, <laughs> diagnosed phobia of waxworks. And we oh. think, yeah, and we think part of the reason is of it is because they look so real and human, but not quite. Yeah. And there is definitely something that freaks me out about that. And it's the same with people floating. I think, is it in Blues Brothers, um, yep. where actually the nun like, yep. floats backwards? Yep. And also in an Emmy award-winning episode of Buffy, because I was obsessed with this show when I was younger. Same, yeah. And it's the, in season four where they all lose their voices so they can't scream. And these men called the gentlemen who all just have this really creepy demonic smile, they're just floating along. And that as well, it's not a normal movement for yeah. people with human bodies yeah, to be sure. doing. And it scares the bejesus out of me. Such a simple special effect as well, yeah. but yeah. People yeah. dressed as animals running. <laughs> <laughs> On That's all fours, but running quickly. Yeah, okay. Fucking hell. If someone was dressed like a fucking dog, I wouldn't give a shit if it... Mm. Went on all fours and run at me. I could not mm. cope with Got that. Got to make a mental note <laughs> of that. How do you feel with things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where obviously he's wearing sort of the masks of other people, so he's Nothing kind like of that real, bothers me. Nothing mm. like that phases me. Mm. Like, you look a bit like that guy, thanks, actually. Man. I've got to make um, a... But it's the, the things... And especially when they move the wrong way and you sometimes get that... Yeah, yeah. noises. The grudge did that. The grudge nailed that. It is quite follows quite closely to the ring, but the grudge yeah. has got mm. um, 
some, uh, it, it's very good in the sense of, uh, a bit like Final Destination, it's something that you can't beat or escape, and it's yeah. the end. And it's really and, a, a and reflection right. of depression, effectively, and, and how that can be passed on to other people, but, I feel. But that, it's that horrible, kind of, that, though. I, I watched an episode of Black Mirror last night, mm. and because and Carol will watch horror films now with me, mm. and she will dream about it and freak her out. Oh, I love that. Right? But <laughs> nothing like that will affect me, yeah. I'll just sleep and it will not bother me. Yeah. I watched a Black Mirror last night. Have you seen Metalheads with Maxine Peake? Yeah. No. See, I didn't like the fact that that dog, the way it moved, and it run quickly, that robo dog. Yeah. And it was relentless and it wouldn't fuck off. And, and it, it, was, it was just, it was a proper busy prick of a dog. Yeah. And it wouldn't go away. And it moved weird. It yeah. moved like a dog, but it wasn't a dog. Yeah. I woke pretty much my whole family up at about four o'clock this morning because really? I was being chased by a dog and I was going and I literally tried to scream but I didn't I took a big inhale like <gasps> and like and just made that noise wow. very very gotcha. loudly in the middle of the night got See, told to shut right. up quite quickly it's crazy because I watch so many films especially being a film critic and they rarely linger with me but there have definitely been movies or TV show episodes that just stuck with me and I had such a horrendous nightmare that I couldn't go back to them. And like I had what? that like with um, Game of Thrones was one mm -hmm. of them. And it's not actually the Red Wedding episode where everyone's like, oh, it's really traumatic. It was when they put the wolf's head on him and they paraded him out. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, that's a spoiler, sorry, for anyone <laughs> who's listening. Yeah. It's been out long enough Thrones now. Fan. Yeah. But there was something, again, it's that Frankenstein's monster of where it kind of looks human, but it's been pieced together and it's not quite, and it's animal and humans being yeah. made into some creature. And, oh, and that does yeah, your head that in. really stuck yeah. with me the next day and I couldn't go back Imagine to Imagine that running at your fast. See, that would weird me out. Mm. But I think it's the familiarity with a human form and, yeah. and movement, which, yeah. which is sometimes is what you're saying. I mean, yours is a little bit more special with it a fusion of body parts and whatnot that one was but I'm still yeah. exactly the same that yeah. like I was saying in Exorcist with mm. it moving down the oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's wretched it's not right and it's that. it's when it could be something you imagine happening in your own home I think like if say sort of your family member just suddenly like not breaks their neck or they mm. twist or something I think that's the thing when it feels familiar but not quite. Yeah. That's actually really terrifying. Yeah. The Exorcist is genius. I think like even all the visual stuff is scary mm. as hell and and they play they come at it from so many different angles, but it's things that they say mm. um lines in it which terrify me the most. There's a bit where the the priest comes in and he's trying to suss out whether or not the uh, Regan's putting it on, mm. let's say. And she's tied to the bed and he's like, "Well, look, if you if you are who you say you are, mm. um why don't you move those drawers now?" And uh, I get, I get, my hair's going on end already. And it just says, um, and Regan replies back, um, that's far too vulgar display of power. And it's just like, that's such a clever, horrible thing that you might imagine a demon might say to someone. Like, no, I'm not going to show off Especially like that. Especially through like a young girl's Yeah, mouth. and then he, he leaves. And then all you see when he leaves, and you might not pick up on it, yeah. but when he leaves the house, there's her shadow in the window. So she's got up off the bed and watching him. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Have you heard so of all the stories around oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely mental about how quite a few people who were involved in the mm. filming actually ended up dying. Dark, like yeah. One fell down the stairs that they filmed on and yep. ended up dying in a really brutal way. It's 
quite spooky when yeah. that stuff happens around a film, which has already become a bit of a taboo subject. Oh, anyway. definitely. Because people are killing themselves yeah. after watching it, weren't they? Did you watch that true horror that was on the oh, other week? Did you get around to watching that? No, I haven't, mate. Well, we've been so busy. I think yeah. when you mentioned it, I've just... On Channel 4. I feel like I'm apologising to Stu. I'm sorry, mate. I just well, don't give my life how you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give that a look. It's, um, it's a bit like the... Um, what was the, the, the thingy... Uh, the, the haunted house that they made. Timis Paranormal Timothy, activity. No, Timothy Spall made the thing. The British, the um, the ghost stories, the not that the, one. The, the something hauntings are oh, really famous supernatural. Yeah, do you know what we were talking about this other yeah. day? It's already it's just left my Enfield. Enfield yeah. hauntings, yeah. Mm. Like um, it's stuff like that. It's, it's like and they've got the people that are talking about it yeah. that were there, and they've also got like in this documentary, there's the recreation of it as well, like a drama. And it's this family that buy this cottage in the Brecon Beacons. And fuck me. Like, that was one of the things that I just thought, yeah, that, that scared me. Like, that was eerie. And Here, that was on about two yeah. weeks ago. That'd be on the iPlayer. Oh, Gotta check it. check it. Hearing really the actual good. audio recordings from the Enfield Hauntings is one of the worst things you can put yourself yeah. through. Oh, and really? It's real bad. It's real horror. It's, it's tremendous. Do we know what caused it or is it but still a mystery? They all, a mystery they're all saying but, they, but it isn't you got police as far as you can say it's not a hoax in there was yeah, they're say, yeah, as far as you can do any of us can do it's not a hoax like there's people who have everyone down those streets and that is like this is legit messed wow. up and if you oh man it's giving me it's giving me my hairs are standing on end again listen to those recordings I accidentally started listening to it at midnight once on my laptop and again because I like watching horror films at dark times I was like oh, I've got to do this now yeah. and I listened to it and I was like oh my god that is so scary that's a horror film in a little mp3 so I'd recommend it if you want to yeah. freak yourself out maybe wait till Halloween yeah. have a party and then just start blaring it through the speakers yeah. and turn all the lights off yeah no 100% that's a great idea and I, I would definitely recommend doing and if that, you can't find that some of the rarer works of Aphex Twin will do exactly the same <laughs> 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 yeah. oh so are we, we at the top to, spot? Yeah. We are. We are at the top spot. And I've actually gone for the last film in the franchise with this one. And uh, this is Death by Gymnastics <laughs> with uh, Candice, I think. Oh. We'd probably say Candice. Or, but yeah, Candice. And uh, there are so many parts to this. There were individual components to worry about in the build-up of it. Because there was a nail on the balance beam that she kept sort of jumping over and just narrowly missing. So that already, oh, just the thought of that going there, in, yeah, your into heart. your foot, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. And then there was um, her bare feet right by water and live wires. And then there were also oscillating fans. There are all these things you're thinking, what on earth is going to happen? And she manages to do this fantastic routine over the balance beam, just narrowly missing this nail. She's like, oh, great, that's good. Then she ends up moving over to the bars where she's doing these routines. And uh, you don't expect all these little components to actually come together to be this excruciating sort of tableau of horror, <laughs> really, because they ended up working together. Like, so I think it was someone else trod on the nail, which meant she fell over into 
the pot of sort of powder, you know, the dust they have on their hands, and the fan blew it into the face of this girl as she's in the middle of doing this flip, and she lands almost sort of in half with her back legs come over her head, and you hear the crack. <laughs> it's the noise of it. And it's her spine and her, I think it's like her shin that sticks out. Oh, it's so, it's just so perfectly balanced and measured with the tension beforehand and what you receive at the end. It's very gratifying for a death on it. And I'm really pleased they saved it for the last film to have something like that. But it was pretty perfect. You just you knew something was going to happen, but you just had no idea what it was going to be. And so yeah, just yeah, it's a death great by Jim Monastics. Great number one, and yeah, yeah what awful! Like if you <clears throat> were going to picture an awkward way mm. to land, that's the way yeah. that you don't want to land. Mm. And so obviously, when they're having these these brainstorming sessions mm. or. You know, the, the producers are sat down and they'll be watching gymnastics and they're like, what's, oh, I've got an idea now. We can put that in the movie. Yeah. What is the worst way someone could land that's just going to make you absolutely, mm. you know, cringe? And that is it. That There's is just, and as you say, it's it. the noise, isn't it? Mm. Oh. And her boyfriend's watching as well, which is... <laughs> Look how happy you are about this. <laughs> I know, it's great. It is like we were saying earlier, there's something that you can really get out of your system for yeah. it. I'm yeah. not a bad person, yeah. but you can watch this stuff and kind of just I be like... I think the, the listeners will be the judge of that. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of just get this... There's a little bit of a sort of sinister kick you can get out of these kind yeah. of things because you know it's not real. It's very elaborate. It's very silly. But I just love creativity of how they've managed to kill so many people off mm. and they kept going and they mm. still came up with an idea like this in the final film which brilliantly then goes back into the first film and I just thought it was really smart Did your mum like it? My mum gave that 9.5 out of 10 oh, and, and you know would she stand up with an with that, if she was uh, rating someone's uh, gym routine, <laughs> set up with a card 9.5 out of 10. Would be nine, you. but the crack of the spine definitely gave yeah, it another it's half just a point. It up a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh so, yeah. yeah, it's a great, it's a great choice. Um, there was lots to choose from, and there were some uh, honourable mentions. I think on. have to go out to the sunbed scene. Yeah, that would be, I'd, I'd say that would probably make my As someone my top who five. is insanely pale and could never, I can't even really step out into sunshine without burning. This just shows, do not use sunbeds because you may end up in like this twin coffin just burning next to your friend. That was, that was almost yeah. biblical. Yeah, it was. how <laughs> graphic and brutal Definitely. it was. Like shout out to the special effects yeah. teams again. But that was one that I was like, oh my God. God. Slight gratuitous nudity in it, which is kind mm. of why it wasn't. I in got put my down. I gen genuinely can't line. remember the nudity in that because it's just the. Maybe I've just blocked out the the violence that is in that. Really, I think it's the thought of being stuck on something where you. Oh have gosh. To burn, yeah. You are being burnt alive. I don't think that's a nice. You are literally a, a breville. <laughs> it was. They were like in a sandwich maker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that was nasty. Um, like a, a, a shout out to, uh, which I didn't really see coming, was the uh, 
Do you remember the the gym with the guys doing the gym and oh, the two yeah. and the weights come and smash his head open? It's absolutely brilliant. That narrowly missed. That's from Find Destination Three. That yeah. narrowly missed my top five. And he's there and he's working out and there's all these people behind him. They're chanting, aren't they? He's like, "Yeah, I'm never gonna die" because he's obviously on a bit of a kick from surviving the <clears> roller coaster, not killing him. And you keep seeing these swords that are obviously the emblem and part of their team. Yeah, yeah. And you, one is getting loose. You think, oh, it's going to come down. It's going to slice him. And then he just does this one movement and it come, the weights come down and splat <laughs> right on both sides <laughs> of his head across all, uh, the two people trying yeah. to warn him and take, telling him to take care of himself. And that was a brilliant one. That was awesome. <laughs> Oh, Rowena, I'm so glad you picked this as a top five. Um, thank you so much. So, have you got? Can you remember any that you that that, that you no, can? Uh, yeah. No. There's one more that was really dark. This one was. This was in the first one, and mm -hmm. I think. I think you know they they were finding their feet with it, and I th obviously it was it was really good. But it was the one where he's in the bathroom, and the chap gets the bath shower wire caught yeah. round his throat, and he just garrots himself. And that one was a bit close. It was a bit like, oh, it was yeah. less pantomime and a little bit dark and nasty. But yeah, I always remember I that think one. That one's quite sinister because they do believe that he like hanged himself. That's right. He's one of the first people, isn't he? Yeah. And what's really awful is he's just desperately just trying scrabbing. to get it off, and you see his eyes are starting yeah. to pop out. And I think it felt a little bit too real that you were watching yeah. someone be yeah. strangled. And it's so easy to slip on stuff in your shower. Yeah. I think yeah. that yeah. could happen. Yeah. So I agree with that one. I think yeah. it's that's brutal, but a little too close to the bone. Yeah, it is, and I might probably they you know they listen to feedback that. and mm. thought right we need it to be more of a pantomime and still that can still have it, its own artistic merit even if a load of people are going to just go oh, final destination movies they're obviously shit you know i still think two probably has the best deaths because there was also yeah. Yeah. the one which was a bit of a double whammy and <laughs> the lady was sat in her car and they crashed it and she was just there and there's a pole right next to her and you're just thinking oh something bad's going to happen she's a smoker and there was fuel that was coming close to her and these firemen are trying to get her out and she's sort of a bit snarky to one of them so he just goes to bang the car to really try and sort of get it out of the sort of divot or whatever they were yeah. stuck in and it caused the airbag to go off and it blew her head back onto this pipe <laughs> right through the middle of it and then the scene where we thought we thought the fire was going to kill her, like the gas and the smoking, but it ends up killing someone else, which is where it's really smart. And there's an explosion, and it causes a fence wire to go through That's that it. drug addict. Yeah. And it slices him into lots of it. it was, he was pretty much like drug addict chop suey, and just <laughs> yeah. slides off. Yeah. yeah Final so Destination Two is a classic. The strongest one. It is I a think. classic, and you know the, who says sequels can't be better than the originals. But um, the, the the setup for it when the, in the premonition when they see mm. the, the motorway accident, yeah. the the log thing hitting that chap is just so, it's just it so just goes brutal. Through the car. Yeah, it's a giant log. So yeah, I mean I'm gonna have to watch some of these. I mean, it's been a while, again. you know. Well, I don't want to see that kid get flattened by some glass. Oh, we'll play it on the way home. Uh, we'll treat you to that. All right, thanks, mate. You can watch all the deaths on YouTube if you yeah, search I'm, them. Yeah, no, we've, we've got a bit of time, so we can uh, have a little look. Yeah, for time. sure. Um, so I'll try when and we find the gif of it. When we put this out, <laughs> Rowena, are you happy if we 
tag you in it and get our listeners to to chip in with what their uh, favourite yeah, uh, deaths are. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear. Uh, maybe see if they can encourage their mum to give a rating as well. Hashtag mum ratings. <laughs> ah, mum ratings. I think this might, this might feature in other top right, so now. I like the mum rating. Where can people follow you and find out about what you're doing and where can they hear you on the radio? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Rowena with five A's. And the reason it's Rowena with five A's is because when I joined Twitter in 2009, Rowena had already been taken. So I just held down the A button and I've never changed it. And I've got quite a few followers now. So Too much I, admin. Yeah, now. I just, yeah, I can't be bothered to change it. So now I just say it's because I'm the ginger fonds. Like, Rowena, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, it's cringe. And then Rowena.Alice on Instagram. And you can also find my shows on Boogaloo Radio's website, Hoxton Radio's website, or you can catch up on iPlayer when I'm on BBC Three Counties Radio. There you have it. Absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much Thank for you. having me. It's, it's been brilliant. a great laugh. That's, that's uh, Billy and yours is a... a, a, a a power couple there of yeah. top fives. You know, you're going to be yeah. tough to beat that in the future, I think, for any Absolutely. other couples who do it. And uh, this yeah. episode was sponsored by... Um, Final Destination, <laughs> in case anyone uh, is sure. Yeah, um, New Shoreditch, uh, hipster, lesbian duo, delightful lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. It is the you have come to your final destination now, which is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with that shit joke I've just dropped at the end there. Um, Chris looked like he was literally sick in his own mouth. As, well, uh, I, well, we nearly got to the end, then we all nearly died of laughter, I believe, from that one. Um, thanks, Rowena. Thank you loads, Rowena. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you and a lot of fun chatting. And, folks, let's hear um, what your favourite deaths were on Final Destination. I feel that GIFs and YouTube clips absolutely would do very well on Twitter. And Ro was happy for us for uh, to, to tag her in it, so let her know what yours are. Yeah. See you next time, gang. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.